Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Today is the first part in a new series that we are doing at Earthmakers. And it's called Teachers Worth Listening To. I'm going to spend the next several days sharing with you quotes and lessons from spiritual teachers who have influenced me greatly. Now, of course, this is just a matter of opinion, but I believe firmly that these are voices worth listening to. They come from different traditions, different spiritual traditions. Of course, I'm a nerd when it comes to spirituality and the theologies and doctrines of different world religions. And so uh, I am fascinated by all of these different voices and I am a student of all of these different voices. By way of preface, it's important to remember that for a long time, I didn't believe it was possible to be a student of different spiritual traditions and religions. I thought that it was only possible to be a student of one. And that in fact, it was sin to try to incorporate other voices. I am so grateful that I have left that old tired way of thinking and believing behind me. For it only held me down. It was actually a belief that choked the spiritual life out of me for a while. These are voices that have given me life. These are teaching voices that have tapped into my inner teacher so that I can teach myself. The first teacher that I'd like to share with you is a voice from the spiritual traditions within Christianity. This man was named Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins was a singer-songwriter activist, philanthropist, social justice warrior. He had a deep impact not only on Christian music and on the American Christian community in particular, But he also had a deep impact on the native community in the U.S. And on the Roman Catholic community in the U.S. His greatest influences, of course, were 
Jesus the Christ and St. Francis of Assisi. Rich believed that a poverty mindset was the mindset of Jesus. And so he stuck with that. I grew up listening to Rich's albums in my home because my dad, also named Rich, loved him. And my dad was deeply influenced by him for many years. My dad, when he was at his most, I would say, devout and committed in his Christian faith, turned to Rich Mullins for inspiration to keep going when the going got tough. He quoted Rich a lot to all of us, and his album, A Liturgy, A Legacy, and A a Ragamuffin Band, which I believe came out in 93 or 94, was always playing in our home. I could not help but be influenced by this great bard of the faith. It was through the music and lyrics of Rich Mullins and his teachings that I was introduced to Jesus as compassionate caregiver, that I was introduced to Jesus as the homeless rabbi and the blue-collar, poverty-stricken carpenter who chooses to be a healer in the face of the empire. This space is for you today, so let's take in a deep breath together and breathe out all the way out. Maybe you're coming here today, entering into this space that has been made for you, and you're a longtime Christian, a longtime follower of Jesus, and you have found that your journey has become stale, empty, sterile, and inefficient. Maybe you are a longtime Christian who has never been more firm in your resolve to follow Jesus and to follow the teachings of the Christian scriptures. Maybe you're someone who's new to Christianity, who has a new zeal or is cautious, cautiously dipping your toes in the water of faith for the first time. Maybe you're someone who wants to follow Jesus, but isn't sure that you can be a Christian. Maybe you're somebody who has nothing but animosity towards Christianity and even towards the person of Jesus. 
If so, wherever you are on your journey of faith, you are my people, and I'm glad you're here. This quote from Rich Mullins was given at a concert right before his death in 1997. Rich died in a tragic roadside accident. His friend was driving a Jeep that he was riding in. The Jeep lost control. Rich was ejected from the Jeep, was hurt, and as he struggled to get out of the road, a semi struck him, killing him instantly on September 19th, 1997. And it was only a few days before his death that Rich finally shared his philosophy of faith with his listeners. Knowing he had nothing left to lose, and some say knowing that he would die soon, he shared these challenging and beautiful words about Jesus, the rabbi from Nazareth. Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it to me. And this is what I've come to think. That if I want to identify fully with Jesus Christ, who I claim to be my Savior and Lord, the best way that I can do that is to identify with the poor. This, I know, will go against the teachings of the popular evangelical preachers. But they're just wrong. They're not bad. They're just wrong. Christianity is not about building an absolutely secure little niche in the world where you can live with your perfect little spouse and your perfect little children in a beautiful little house where you have no gay folks or minority groups anywhere near you. Christianity is about learning to love like Jesus loved. And Jesus loved the poor. And Jesus loved the brokenhearted. It's almost uh, emotional for me to read those words from Rich because he's had such a deeply profound impact on my life. The past couple of days I've been doing something kind of scary. I've been kind of plumbing the depths and getting back in touch with some of my Christian roots. Like, what was it that formed a Christian faith in me originally? And what do I believe now? It's been hard for me to articulate what I believe now. Maybe you know what that feels like, dear listeners. But as I read these words from Rich, shared a few days before his death, 
1997. Almost 25 years ago, I am reminded that this is truly what I believe. Even though I grew up in a poverty-stricken family in a poor community in rural New York, most of my childhood I did not know I was poor. And I didn't know I was poor because my dad and my mom spent so many of their resources taking us to soup kitchens and to food drives where we would drive my my dad's little red truck around the countryside delivering bags of food to people living in squalor, in trailers in the woods. My dad's heart was for the poor and the downtrodden. My dad worked in factories. My dad tried his hand at different jobs. And finally, my dad settled on working for those struggling in the community of the differently abled. And he devoted his life to caring for differently abled adults and children living on the autism spectrum. The poor, the downtrodden, the brokenhearted. My dad was an example to me and is an example to me because he wanted to to learn to love like Jesus loved, to quote Rich Mullins. And even though my dad had his struggles, He taught us also to try to love like Jesus loved. And Jesus loved the poor and Jesus loved the brokenhearted. So if you are questioning today whether or not you can do this Christian thing, no matter where you are in your journey of faith, allow me to put it this way. You don't have to do the Christian thing how the people next to you are doing the Christian thing or saying you have to do the Christian thing. You get to do the quote-unquote Christian thing exactly how you feel called to do it. After studying the scriptures and studying theology and faith and being tied to the Christian faith to the point where I've been in seminary and I've been a pastor and I've done all that stuff, now all that matters to me is that I learn to love like Jesus loved and I follow his example. What I believe outside of that, whether you know, dogma or doctrine, is immaterial to me at this point. All I care about in this season is learning to love like Jesus loved. And I'll do one better than Rich Mullins today. He says that he knows that his teachings would go against the popular evangelical preachers and that they're just wrong, they're not bad, they're just wrong. I agree with him about that. But I would add to that that it's not just the evangelical preachers who are popular, who are wrong. 
It's also all of the Christians living in relative comfort who are wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to live in comfort or it's bad to live in comfort. I'm saying that we want to stay insulated in our little Lutheran and Methodist and Episcopalian communities. And we want to keep the poor at arm's length. We want to talk about the poor. We want to take up an offering for the poor. But we don't want to develop relationship with the poor. And rich, wanted relationship with the poor. And believed that his spiritual teacher, Jesus, was calling him to that relationship. And I believe that no matter whether you are an atheist, an agnostic, a theist, a deist, a non-theist, wherever you are in your practice of spirituality, that Jesus is calling all of humanity to love and serve the poor and the brokenhearted. Because, to quote some famous rabbi from antiquated Jerusalem, the poor you will always have with you. Maybe you're feeling poor and brokenhearted today. I hope there is someone who is loving you like Jesus loved the poor and the brokenhearted. I love you. If you ever need some encouragement, please email, email me at chaplainja at gmail.com. That's chaplainja, all one word, at gmail.com. I love you, and I'd love to send you a word of encouragement if that's what you need. Thank you. Take good care of you today, and I'll see you tomorrow.